welcome back to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast. This is episode number 62. Tonight we're talking about Ready Player One, which is Mondo's Fix. Well, I said fix because I'm looking at your name. It says Sixer Fixer. So Mondo's Pick um, for his movie, which is awesome. I love it. And the book we're going to talk about later because I think Steve read it as well. Mondo, I'm not sure if you have. No? Okay. I'm going to have to alter Sorry. my trivia questions a bit. Um, when you're a co-host, Todd, who I just mowed the lawn, it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Steve's up there in Jedi Mind at 1207. Mondo, or Fixer. Yes, he sir. just giggled. How's it going, man? I did. I'm doing good, dude. Fucking dad mode activated. I want that. And it uh, sucks when hibernation mode from winter. Because grass grows year-round in California, right? I don't. Not in Canada. Why not? Not but in for Canada. You. <laughs> When's the last time you saw grass in Canada, Steve? Fuck. God damn it. So, <laughs> funny story. So, I just came back from South Carolina, right? And I drove down. So, it's a 17-hour drive. And I swear, there was, like, practically no snow for the entire trip. And Until you crossed the border. Absolute <laughs> yeah. second, I crossed the bridge because I went over the Thousand Islands. Uh, as soon as I crossed the Thousand Islands Bridge, the second I hit Canada, fucking snowstorm. Just, like, blowing crazy. Can't see the road. Snowstorm. There's still like maybe seven feet of snow on my yard. I'm not going to see grass for a while. So, damn. But do you guys have like, do is there ever a period of time that you have like legit grass? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, it's it's there's no snow from like no from like late April to late October. It's grass, right? So, I mean, you guys technically don't have insects there because it's too fucking cold for anything to survive other than you guys. So. Oh, we got insects. <laughs> Where do you <laughs> think he lives, man? Like, fucking <laughs> Antarctica? Yeah, fucking we have to, where you have to dig a hole in the fucking ground and <laughs> right. fucking shit and all That's, that. That shows how sheltered you are, being in California, not knowing what winter is. Oh, here we go, <laughs> mister. Do you guys I drive have, 16 hours. Do you guys I move have grass. <laughs> I have weeds. You guys don't have bugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a legitimate you're, question. You're Johnny People want to know. Fucking point break. You guys don't have grass. That's you. <laughs> like, I'm gonna segue to this dad question then, because we're on the topic of grass and stuff. Steve, you're the father of this podcast, so you must also chime in. Um, boots. So here's the here's my example. It was raining for a lot of fucking days over here. And I don't have rain boots. So typically I'd go out in some old shoes or something. Fucking socks get soaked, whatever. I told my wife, oh man, I really should have bought those rain boots I wanted last year. She broke out in hysterical laughter saying that is the most ultimate fucking dad thing in the entire world. True or false? Uh, I, I'm just wondering why you need rain boots, boots period. You're not a fucking five-year-old. Uh, dude, there's seven feet of snow on my, uh, on my yard. I still don't wear boots. Like, boots I'm tired of my socks getting soaked. Uh, what do you, uh, are you so like jumping in puddles? Right? My, like... No. So my side yard is a combo Jeez. of dirt and grass. So it gets fucking wet and fucking muddy and nasty. So I have to usually navigate it like I'm fucking Mission Impossible trying to get through unscathed, and it never works. So I wanted to buy rain boots so I don't have to worry about it. Just fucking step and jump wherever I want. So you're saying I not to get any? No, I don't know. <laughs> you don't support it? I do Fuck. not support this. I agree with this assessment. Steve, Steve, not even uh, not even toe shoes? Is that no, what you fuck. roll with out there doing the side of the snow? <laughs> no, I just wear like fucking sneakers all the time. Like, I don't give a fuck. Really? Like, it's not, more it's... a pain in the ass to change my goddamn shoes to boots than it oh, is, to, you know, to just maybe get a little wet. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I have, I have two pairs of boots, but they're for 
hiking like if you're going hiking sure put some boots on but going from to and from your car and i don't think it's no this is to go feed the dogs actually make the fucking kids do it yeah right dude my kids come on dude if my wife didn't learn how to wash clothes till she was 26 my kids are gonna fucking learn anything come on yeah i'm good all right no boots all right no boots fine fuck it whatever if you're in the discord uh let me know if we should buy rain boots or not because i was really okay, thinking about it when you say rain boots i'm thinking like you're what's his face like, from it running after the boat when <laughs> kills his ass that's what i'm thinking rain boots I'm, why if you're not about, yeah like, work boots you think... work boots all day sure no no not work boots i'm talking about like fucking it i want <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> i mean did his socks get wet when he was running no he may yeah. have died but at least his fucking feet were dry <laughs> anyways all right let's move on to some news to get this show rolling uh for starters starfield steve has been delayed yet again september 6 2023 is our new release date obviously probably polishing with as big as that game's gonna be are you bummed out or are you just kind of eh whatever i don't get bummed out about game delays anymore because i'd rather it be delayed and ready than released and being a fucking just terrible buggy mess you know and i'm so tired of playing games that are absolute shit at the beginning because like you know fucking assassin's creed uh was it unity it was so broken oh the, yeah and, uh yeah i mean cyberpunk obviously was a big issue so i'd rather them delay Anthem. it as long as they need yeah well they never really fixed it but um, <laughs> they it. yeah so no i'm good i'm i'm fine it's it's just the way it is with with games some as long as it comes out this year i'm pretty happy I know uh, Survivor, Jedi Survivor was delayed, and now they dropped a new trailer. I don't know if you guys caught that, but it uh, looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, played it in front of um, Scream for me, actually. Scream 6. Jedi Survivor? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. That's pretty cool. I can't wait, because uh, a lot of the supporting cast is coming back, and the story is going to feature some characters that uh, I cannot wait to see how they flesh them out. Uh, moving on, Oscars just came and went, and our boy... Rick O'Connell himself won the Oscar for best actor in the movie, the whale his rise back the Phoenix coming back from the ashes, dude. I'm so excited. I really hope at this point he gives us some more Rick O'Connell in the fucking mummy movie. Cause dude, I'm so I'm happy for him. And then uh short round two. short round won his fucking Oscar too for best supporting male actor. Um, I don't know if you guys caught any of his interviews and stuff, but goddamn, you closed your eyes and listened to him. And it's still, short round dude um Dr. congratulations yeah when he uh when he met up with harrison ford and he was telling his story on an interview and harrison ford turned around and said hey are you short round yes dr jones i was like <laughs> yeah i wish to have been a fly on the wall to have heard that is cool but congratulations uh to the two of them you, you are definitely loved by this show um moving on the Last of Us, which just sadly ended. Uh, what a great fucking TV show. It was absolutely amazing. Which, by the way, Steve and Joe uh, reviewed that recently on the Horror Squad podcast. So catch their reviews on there. Great show. Even better is that they're dropping a physical copy of the show. I know we're in the streaming age. Um, you don't really necessarily have to buy a physical copy. But for nerds like myself, I think, Todd, you were probably going to get that too. Uh, September is when we get a physical, cool-ass-looking steelbook release coming. So um, I can't wait to pick that up. Steve, is that something you might be interested in getting as well? Uh, I'm trying to stay away from physical media more and more now because it's just I'm running out of <laughs> Not room. Not enough room. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially for TV shows and shit because then I have to get them all, you know, and it becomes like a thing. And 
so probably yeah. not but i'll always i'll probably rewatch it again you know once uh season two comes along so looking forward to it if the if the mandalorian ever came out in physical version would you guys buy that would you break your your rule for that or would you just stick with the streaming on that i would probably not uh you know it's just i i even have a section specifically to star wars and the mcu but i still don't think i'd get any of those tv shows because again it's it's just, it becomes too much of a thing right <laughs> yeah yep. you know how long who knows how long the mandalorian's going to fucking go on uh, and Forever. i can just watch it on disney plus right so it's not that big of an issue true what about you todd would you buy it if it came out in physical copy mm, no just because you know i'm gone away from that but um not away from the physical physical media but from that series for now you know it's kind of got a little old for me um but Mandalorian was looking fucking tight. Don't get me wrong. But Last <laughs> of Us, I'm going to get to because right now my situation sucks, you know, with financials and crap. So that's like an easier way to just grab it and not have to worry about, you know, canceling subscriptions and all that shit. So I'm, I'm psyched for that because there's certain things I want to have on the shelf that look really cool um, and stuff like that. Like, it's a no-brainer. Just like with the Star Wars movies, like I have them all in Steelbook. So yeah. like I can't just buy one that's like a Blu-ray. It'll look fucking weird. So like... Those damn movies I have to get all in the steel because it looks like really slick on the shelf. Uh dude, I think the only one they didn't release. Um, I have the steel books like you do. I have like a million different VHS copies. They never created a VHS of Revenge of the Sith. That's the one for revenge with, with the with the title Revenge or no no no. I'm talking about Revenge uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, it I was never thinking came of... out of return of the jedi revenge of the reason. revenge yeah. of the jedi <laughs> yeah they yeah. i have the steelbook revenge of the sith no no they never came out with the vhs version of it oh i'm yeah. sure you can find a bootleg because they make bootleg for like new but is it movies. real though is it real well, they, though? yeah but they put the movie on tape though so it's real maybe i know I it's not like general. i know it's not like studio producer or whatever but they're pretty dang good Huh, I may have to look into that because it's the only one I'm missing. Um, yeah, because I have and... uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 on VHS to put next to the Halloween franchise. Shut up. Put your yeah. fucking thumb away. Those ones suck. <laughs> Resident Evil 4, your guys' favorite fucking series, my least favorite series for reasons, is getting the same kind of love like uh, The Last of Us remake, the Dead Space remake. We're seeing scores of 10 all across the board. Um, I forget when the release date is, but I know it's coming up soon. Um, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that you guys are pretty much going to dive into uh, replaying that fucking game when it comes out. Resident Evil 4 is my favorite one. It's in my top five of all time, like period of games. Uh, I remember getting on GameCube and it was just like the best thing ever. I will absolutely get this, just not right away. I mean, I, I find $90 for a fucking video game to be just stupid. And you, you know it's going to go down to like 40 within a month. So I'll probably pick it up when it's like in the 25 to 30 range uh, through through sale. But I will definitely pick it up because holy fuck. The, the only issue with Resident Evil 4, because the game's almost perfect, they fixed. They fixed there's two issues and they fixed both of them. So super happy. That's uh, They had quick time events, which I hated. And they uh, it's one of those where you can't move and shoot. You have to stop, aim. Uh, oh, yeah. Shoot, and then, you know. So they fixed both. both. Amazing. Can't wait. All right. Uh, Steve, you asked me to put this into our news. Uh, The DC has finally released its last of the old movies, I guess you can say. Uh, Not really. Flash. Aquaman. (laughs) Oh, shit. They're still doing that one? (laughs) Yeah. I completely forgot. 
Oh, well, anyways, I guess the third to last, but Shazam Fury, the gods just released. It made a whopping 30.5 million so far. Um, I heard there's like a diss in the movie to The Rock and Black Adam's character. Talk to me about it, Steve. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I, I get it. Like, I I have no interest in seeing Shazam 2 in theaters. Like, I'm going to wait till it's free streaming. Uh, I don't know. Like, it just DC just keeps fucking up, you know? And I have friends who saw it and they said, eh, you know, it was okay. It was entertaining. And that's kind of what all DC films are. And it's just so fucking stupid. Uh, I guess they had to release it. It was already done by the time James Gunn took over. I really hope they fixed their shit, man, because they got great characters. But this is getting ridiculous. It's so bad. And 30 million. Holy fuck. That's like people call Quantumania a disappointment. And it's like at fucking 250 million in the US. So yeah, it's crazy. You know what's um what's kind of a bummer is I didn't really read much of the Shazam like spoilers or plot synopsis or anything like that, but I was watching YouTube and they played one of their advertisement trailers and going back and reading about it afterwards, it was basically a mid-credit scene or end credit scene that leaked one of the characters in there that appeared and I was like, "Well, so much for wanting to to watch it now, but um kind of sucks. I know Zachary Levi's in involved with some stupid shit that he's been saying too lately so um you know scorched earth with dc man they need to start fucking releasing something peacemaker season two just to get the fans uh kind of happy the one thing uh, they didn't fucking announce like yeah no peacemaker season year. two oh man all right and to end our news uh unfortunately again on another somber note man um rest in peace to a f- amazing actor that we just lost a few days ago lance reddick uh, best known for John Wick's series, The Wire, for those of you who watch that show, or for, in gaming, Destiny or Horizon Zero Dawn, that series. Uh, just lost him. What a, what a fucking kick in the nuts. Yeah, I know he was just doing the, uh, the uh, whatchamacallit, the floor for John Wick 4 that's coming out. He was just doing red carpet events and all that. So yeah. He missed the uh, premiere of that too, I believe, and then he passed away. The following was, day. Yeah, that's rough. He's Yeah, good actor, man. Rest in peace. You know, Tom Sizemore last week, and yeah. now it's like, gosh, damn, sucks. Yeah, I told my daughter, because we're watching uh, John Wick 4 this week, and I told her about it, and she was fucking bummed out. She's like, no! So, um, but rest in peace. You were gone way too soon at 60, so. Um, all right, let's move on to some What Watch Read and Played. Uh, thanks to Todd, I think we both watched a really uh stupid crazy dumb ass movie so uh todd why don't why don't you take us away with this so when i was watching ready player one we all know that to be um spies <laughs> on you and like you'll like be talking about something or whatever watching something and then you go on Tubi and it has suggestions based on what recommendations you've been on a totally different fucking platform <laughs> i watched ready player one on 4k on a 4k disc and then i go on Tubi, which you know what I watched it on a 4K through my Xbox, right? So maybe since it's connected to the internet, I know there's some fuckery going on for sure with Tubi. <laughs> but I go on Tubi and it fucking recommends Virtual Deathmatch, which has a character on the cover with the VR headset on playing a game with killers standing around. And I'm like, well, I made a joke. Hey, we're watching this, right? And lo and behold, we're watching it and fucking talking about it, me and Mondo are. <laughs> and um, it is about some kind of like televised thing on the dark web, I think, where gamers quote-unquote put on vr headsets and are quote-unquote in the game so realistic it looks exactly like real life because their budget sucks so bad they couldn't pretend it was in a video game (laughs) 
but they uh, put the VR headsets on, and lo, lo and behold, if you die in the game, you die in real life. Like we haven't seen that no. shit before. <laughs> um, in my review on Letterbox, I'll sum it up. It's like I can be very forgiving for low budget horror for a lot of things, right? Like bad acting that comes with the territory. You know, we've all been there. Me and Mono have been in those fucking movies where they suck, well, but more we have fun making oh, them. Yeah. You know. Um, so we can forgive that. You you can forgive uh, audio being spotty, music being bland, shit like that, because it's hard to make a movie. What I can't forgive though is trying to pull off something that you're not equipped to do. If your movie is going to be set in the VR world, you got to make it look like a fucking VR world. At least try. Their throwaway line is, "Wow, it looks so real." All right. So this you know, whole like time, the cornfield. Yeah, like these people are like on a on a farm. And they don't even pretend. They don't put glitches in it. They don't put any kind of like weird fucking. It's just them in real life, and we have to suspend our disbelief, which is fine, whatever. But the biggest sin for horror in indie is making your violence CGI. I cannot fucking stand it. It's there to enhance stuff, not there to replace. Right. So it was funny. Like I made a, a little short with my ten-year-old, like a couple, like a year ago where he shoots one of us and he throws a grenade at me and explodes. And I put these really bad special effects in, right? And when you do special effects, you need to do it frame by frame. You need to add the effect in frame, right? So if you're doing a explosion, one frame is like a little tiny sliver of light. And then the next frame, it expands. Like think of it as when you do a post-it note pack and you're doing a stop motion animation where you have to draw a little stick figure, that's how you have to do it in frame. The problem with that, unless you're a professional, it makes it like jump around and makes it stutter and you can tell it's a bad effect. They did this every single time. We're talking bullet wounds, we're talking stabs, we're talking chainsaws in someone's gut and the, the fucking blood's flying into the um into the frame, but then it sticks on the frame because when you have to put a, a blood, you have to layer on the frame. Oh my god, this like I can go on and on. Just just throw some blood at some guys. Be off screen and, and spray him with a fucking hose or something or like a, a water spray or some bullshit anyway virtual death match is an hour and 48 minutes long this movie should be in 70 minutes tops they try to make it like emotional um they try to make it fucking funny and it's just awful and i hated it half star out of five mondo what do you think that movie was it deserves to not even be on tubi it's so bad i mean i would rather watch kuso while jerking off than never see this movie again it was so bad i don't know whether it was the blood initiation to play the game where they used an obviously bad Mondo, prop fake knife do you, do you was, remember do you remember the prop knife we used for halloween it was the same one it was the same <laughs> fucking prop knife i okay for the people out there me and mono and i made a short film maybe like three minutes long where i get killed by michael myers and the prop knife i bought is the same fucking one they use in this movie and when she pricks her finger it fucking bends the entire night. Yes. Like, what are they doing? Reshoot it. Our our Halloween short was way better than the, oh the hour so forty eight that we had on this. Um, there was also a nun character, Steve. Um, and I felt bad because this fucking lady, like, she's terribly like looking. And at one minute they put CGI like white on her face. She's an African American, and it's really fucked up because. They do white and black on her eyes, and it looks okay. It looks but then, decent. and another scene, they'll show her from afar, and the CGI is gone. CGI is gone, only to come back. And she's like, "It was so bad. Um, this movie was horrendous. The the fake guns were stupid. They were loading a gun by 
pulling the slide back and putting bullets in one at a time, which is a total no-no. But this fucking movie is definitely worthy of a punishment movie. And I, if I beat you one day, Steve, you're watching this shit because it is an I, hour and 40 minutes of... Oh, you can't it. Sign on I'll there? stream it for you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I will. Fuck, yeah, I yeah. will send it to you. Somehow. I, I wanted to, but I'd already left the U.S. by the time uh, you guys talked it's, about it. So it's so bad. I mean, there is more. I mean, the cornfield overusage, oh, the costume design, the care. I mean, the only the only decent time that the actors actually did good were in their confessional videos, like a uh, real world status. That was the only time in this movie where they actually acted very well. I was also weird too, Mona. Did you did you pick up where the main girl, she was I guess quote unquote, sexy one, yeah, and uh, <laughs> randomly out of nowhere, the filmmaker goes to her butt, for yeah, like twenty seconds. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm, like like been... I'm, you know, Red Mary. It... You know what I mean? I'm a man. I like seeing it, but it's so like out of place. It doesn't make any sense in the film because it's never any other sexual stuff except this. Little Steve scene. would love it because I know how much Steve loves uh multiple cuts within like a minute i know he likes all these little uh, you will love it steve it is to be at its fucking absolute best uh but yeah don't don't watch it unless you want to punish yourself which eventually you will don't watch it <laughs> what else you got yeah. Todd? um i don't have anything what i've been playing uh start playing call of duty again because i'm a fucking slave to it uh, PUBG. Oh, ooh, that's a ooh. classic little boy thing right there. Um, tell you, you can't deny <laughs> it. Something, something, try it. Um, also been playing Age of Empires 2, which just launched on the Game Pass a couple months yeah. ago, which is my second all-time favorite RTS next to uh, Command & Conquer Red Alert Part 2, which, man, I got to find that game. Um, but this one's awesome, man. I, I love it so much. And they really ported it very well to the Xbox. Usually with RTS, it's kind of difficult to control with um, controllers. But the, the hot um, keys or whatever, left one, R1, right stick, all that shit, it works really well. And I'm having a blast, man, just like setting up my army and fucking the other dude over and watching the CPU cheat. Because the CPU, I've covered it before, the CPU in Age of Empires 2, is it cheats. Like hands down it cheats it does not <laughs> do cheater. resource management i go there and i target his fucking houses knowing full well that he cannot create any more military without houses and that motherfucker creates military and i'm like you fucking cheating piece of shit so you're playing against skynet dude scorched earth i destroy every fucking person in that <laughs> in this game no mercy age of empires 2 is awesome on xbox one that's it or I'm going to sneak in here. Um, I know I'm going to talk about this movie because I had a blast watching it. I'll just say Scream 6 is actually pretty good uh, compared to some of the other ones. I know you guys are... No, yeah, shut up, bitch. I know you guys are reviewing on your other podcast, but it was a fun watch. Hey, hey Holmes, you want to fight me? Go, go Come see. on. Come let on, stab you. Let me stab you 300 times and see you walk away from me. I got me this 30-foot ladder in my fucking kitchen, bro. Grab onto it. You don't it. have it? I own three ladders right now. In your kitchen? <laughs> Not in my kitchen. <laughs> Hey, it's New York, dude. Come on. Oh, they don't okay. have stores. That is, Come okay, on. Yeah, uh, Scream 6 was a good uh, watch. I know my youngest, who's really big into that, loved every fucking minute of it. So that was great. Um, I started reading Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. It's also one of my little companion side books when I get a little uh, burnt out of Game of Thrones as I'm continuing that that read as well. Uh, but Battle Scars takes place after Jedi Fallen Order and starts uh, falls into Survivor. 
Uh, so I'm hoping to get this done and uh, finish reading by the time the new game comes out. Uh, but the biggest thing I want to talk about, because I was super angry, the angriest I've ever been as a gamer um, in a long time, um, other than uh, what was the game we played, the angry video game nerd ones, <laughs> that that was pure anger. Uh, but Diablo 4 dropped their beta. Now, in order to have played the beta, you had to pre-order um, and then on Friday at nine o'clock servers went live and all of us on console got fucked in the ass because you couldn't get into the game. The queues were about 120 minutes. Um, I didn't get to play at all on Friday. I didn't get to actually get into the game till midday on Saturday. Um, there was no extension of the beta. It was just more so of a, Hey, sorry. Thanks for the money though. Um, the good thing is they're going to be uh, releasing a open beta for everyone this weekend, which I can't wait to dive in. But from what I did play, it was fucking so much fun. I played with my cousin and my brother and we had the time. I've never gamed in like for five hours straight without filling it. I didn't fill it. Um, I was losing time playing this game. I should have been playing Plague Tale, but I was playing a fucking demo uh beta for for five six hours at a time so diablo 4 is looking very promising if you're into it june it releases june 6 i would highly recommend you pre-order jump in on that beta this weekend because it's going to be hella fun um but that's all i got steve what you got going as far as reading watching and play holy fuck i've been watching so many goddamn movies um because on vacation what i do is before going to bed i'd watch a movie and then when i woke up i'd watch a movie so i watched like two at least two movies a day so i got a lot but i'm only gonna talk about the five i think that i want to talk about the most first one is a movie that i think i'm eventually gonna pick as you know my a review so i'm not gonna say too much about it and that is the quick and the dead which is a sam raimi uh, western film holy shit this movie is fucking good like it's just it's about a bunch of cowboys who get into a gunfighting tournament and they're all the characters are fucking colorful there's some great actors in here we're talking gene hackman leonardo dicaprio russell crowe sharon stone uh, lance Henriksen, and a bunch of others it just stacked with fucking amazing uh actors and characters and what a fucking movie it doesn't feel like a sam raimi movie which is like it's a really kind of outside of his uh, wheelhouse, but it's so fucking good. Except it does have some Sam Raimi like, you know, moments like the fast close up on certain items, stuff like that. So it does have a feel of Sam Raimi, but goddamn great film. Another one that I watched. So on the Horse Squad podcast, we're doing a Wes Craven retrospective. So I've been watching pretty much all of his films. I got four left, but there's one I wanted to talk about. So this is a series that I had never heard of until I did this retrospective. It's so it's basically a you take a city somewhere in the world and a bunch of filmmakers make five minute shorts for like that city. So there's one in New York, there's one in Rio de Janeiro, there's one in London and like a bunch of others. So Wes Craven directed one of those shorts in a movie called Paris Je T'aime or Paris I Love You. And uh, give me that one more time. I'm sorry. Paris, je t'aime. So, yeah, it's it's actually really good. It, it's you know, it's just really quick five minute stories, and they kind of give different parts of Paris culture. And I fucking really enjoyed it. There's and it's all sorts of shit. There's some great actors in it: Elijah Wood, Keira Knightley, uh, and a bunch of others. There's a vampire story. There's uh, like all sorts of shit. It was 
like it, it goes from like these big stories to these little stories and i was impressed so i'm actually gonna check out some of the other cities uh and they're all like big film a lot of them are big filmmakers too and big actors so looking forward to watching more of that uh another one i watched is cliffhanger of course with our boy stallone uh fucking uh, don't, you uh, her, don't you let her go <laughs> right. bitch Why'd you take this girl all the way up in this rock, homie? <laughs> I, I, he's a problem in that fucking movie. Michael Rooker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking dumbass. All right, go ahead. This is like, this is Jack Sylvester Stallone, too, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. He's peak. Yeah, he's not so jacked, though. He's actually kind of slim jacked. You know, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, but he's fucking ripped in this one. The uh, fucking stoner snowboarders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it. a re- it's a really good film. I mean, it's a it's a Stallone classic from the nineties. Uh, I like the fact that it's in a mountain. You know, it's different than a lot of other action films and stuff like that. I will say, you know, I didn't love the villains though. I thought they could have been a little bit stronger. But outside of that, a lot of fun with that one. Highly recommend it. Speaking of Stallone, this is one I'd never seen before that Stallone had made called Escape to Victory. So I don't know if you guys had seen this one. So Sylvester Stallone, uh, this is during World War II, is a prisoner in a Nazi in like a Nazi camp, and for some reason the Nazis decide to have a friendly match between uh, the Nazi Party and like the the Allies. So Stallone and a bunch of other people with like Michael Caine and stuff build a soccer team to have a match against the Nazis, and then they try to plan an escape. Uh, before that they get to the soccer match because of the extra privileges they're granted to have to build this team and to like practice for that big match it's a really unbelievable story uh, it really doesn't feel like a Stallone <laughs> just, film just a little bit <laughs> yeah, a little unbelievable story it doesn't feel like wait, a so, film wait so you buy the soccer or you watch the soccer movie and say it's not really real but you'll watch fucking over the top and it's super real oh obviously yeah that, that's a real sport you know, soccer is not a real sport so uh yeah i don't know it, it was a weird movie but i want to watch it because it was Stallone, and um you know i recommend at least checking it out once it's it's odd. I didn't know Stallone had made a World War II film. And the final one is something that aired, I think, on CNN, of all places. I had recorded it, and it's a documentary. I don't know if you guys were into the um, HQ trivia phase in, like, what was it, like, 2020, 2019, 2020? It's basically like a video game on a phone that would play twice a day, and you could win real money just by answering, like, trivia questions. It was, like, 12 I questions. I heard of that. Really? Oh, yeah, was, I've never was, heard of it. It was a huge fucking thing. Like it was like a three o'clock and seven thirty or something like that. And it's a, like a live game show. It plays over fifteen minutes, and it was just a trivia game. And if you got twelve questions in a row, you split a prize of money with everyone else who won. And I won real money. And I know I have a lot of friends who won real money. Uh, it is well, it is a whole complicated thing. I actually never actually got the money. Are you but... talking like ten bucks or? It depends because the less people who win that that game, the bigger you know your piece of the prize was. So you can win like three cents, like you could win a hundred thousand dollars. You know, it really depended on what the game was. So there was a documentary about Glitch: The Rise and Fall of HQ Trivia, and it explains the rise of popularity of that app, how everyone was playing it. They were getting like celebrities on it, like The Rock and Kevin Hart and a bunch of other people. And then what happened and the, how the HQ trivia like essentially became less popular and fell. 
That's the creators of the Vine app who also made that one. And that was like two big meteoric rises and then two big like falls like in the same kind of, you know, decade. Very interesting uh, documentary. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think if you played the game, you probably get more out of it than if you didn't. But it was kind of an interesting kind of year in pop culture just to, for those who played it. So that's basically a watch. And what I played, uh, not much because I've been on vacation, didn't have my Xbox with me. I am playing, of course, our our game of Plague's Tale. It's going to take me a while, man. I, I played what felt like forever, and I'm only in the third chapter out of 17. So uh, we're probably going to do two movies in a row because I need to finish it. And finally, what I'm reading, I'm reading the uh, James Rolfe bio- autobiography that he wrote, and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. It's crazy. Like, his life, and I think Todd had said this too, his life feels like an alternate version of mine. Uh, like, the, the things he talks about growing up and the way he is and the way he thinks is so reminiscent of my own childhood. It's it's almost scary, and I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. He's He's, like... He's probably one of my favorite celebrities in a weird way because I've been following his career for so long and he never really let it go to his head, which is super rare for someone who had that much, you know, celebrity. So enjoying it to death and can't wait to finish that book. That's it. Quick question. Uh, back to the Stallone soccer Nazi movie. <laughs> right. Was he was he buff in that movie as well? Wait, I mean, other than <laughs> Copland, have you ever seen Stallone not buff? Yeah, but that's when he was in his Co- chunky Copland, stage. He, Copland, he was still like cut. I mean, he was a little, he was, you know, you know, poorly. Better than um, us. But Escape from Victory is, is 1981, <laughs> so we're talking like Rocky Two, kind oh, of. Oh yeah, he's cut up, dude. Cut, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I'd never those, heard of this. I beat those Nazis. I, I just <laughs> happened to like see it somewhere, and I'm like, God damn, what the fuck is this? And I have so to we watch get. It. We get Copland with Sylvester Stallone, and then we have what's the one with Arnold where he's the sheriff? He's uh, the last, last Stand. Like, yeah, yeah, that's terrible, man. I that was that. like a, I like that movie. It's his uh, first movie after he uh, his governorship. After his governorship. Ended. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next week or next episode, I promise to have a very good review of the rise and fall of Pornhub or whatever. Um, no, I've been watching too. that. <laughs> it's from my uh my hometown so i'm really curious uh, i was laughing when they when they start talking about canada and they start showing the building and i'm like where's steve at <laughs> i see him where's he at <laughs> is Pornhub not a thing no it still is but it's just kind of crazy the con- the controversy well, i know, I know it's a thing obviously but like what's the fall like uh just like just... trafficking and stuff and oh, really? shit that's on there that. that shouldn't be on there yeah well they didn't do it it's just when you let people upload stuff you you don't have enough moderators to go through it and it's actually pretty interesting there's only a sadly dude i was telling my wife i'm like there's my dream job and i'm not doing it does everyone get a well it's probably a work from home job i'd imagine dude they were they were shipping out to cyprus for to cyprus the the (laughs) country or whatever of cyprus people were sitting there like Okay, no, no. I see more penis, more okay, penis. Okay, I see a bottle in this one that goes in the anal category. I'm not going to lie. I was a little <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to see all this cool content they're going to show. And they've showed like practically nothing. And there's one girl who shows her Hooters. And wow, it was like, my wife looked at me. She's like, what do you think about that? I'm like, Ugh, I got 30 minutes left. And it's the longest 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> uh, but I will have a full review next episode. I promise Scout's honor. Um, all right, 
let's get to our favorite time. Oh, fast reviews. Last of Us is really good. Again, they reviewed it on the other podcast. Really good. And The Mandalorian. Other than this last episode that came out was a little slow. What the fuck was that? Like, goddamn, it was so boring. (laughs) It's all building into something big. I think it's to show the... Well, I don't want to spoil it for Todd. Um, But it's building because, remember, that they're going to show the rise of the new empire the first yeah, order right so mm-hmm. um that's got to be why so yeah but the mythosaur holy shit that was fucking cool um anyways we're good todd we're good we're good all right um but let's get into our listener questions i know we got quite a few that came in uh so let's start with the homeboy chucky all right so yeah chuck sent the audio questions in as he does every week very reliable for that kind of shit so, Chuck, what is your first question? What's up, Let's Geek and Gaming Podcast? Chuck here with a few questions. First question is, if you were competing in the race, what would your vehicle choice be? What a hard question, because there's so many. Yeah, I can guess Steve's. He's going to do the Ecto-1 for sure. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Let me spoil that for everybody. <laughs> um, I would honestly, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies, so I won't do yes. that because Sparzival did. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a Warthog, man, from Halo. Let's do Warthog. Nice. So cool. I'm going to I'm gonna totally cheat because I couldn't just think of one, and two is not fair, and three is not fair. So um, I, got a, I got a couple here. Now, serious ones. The fucking 1964 Ashton Martin from Goldfinger, the Sean Connery drives. Like, how can you not? Mad Max's fucking car is 1973 Ford Falcon. That'd be cool. If you want to be a fucking Toretto, why not drive his fucking Charger? Um, I, I was hoping that Steve was going to go with the uh, the uh, National Lampoon's vacation car. Because why? I think he has. Because <laughs> it'd be funny. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, Ecto-1, I get it. Um, what about the Dumb and Dumber fucking car, dude? The 1984 fucking sheep hound dog. What, but, what about the bus from Speed? Oh, dude, no, because you can't go under 55, you'll fucking die. <laughs> um, but yeah, if any one of those, Ashton Martin was the first one that I thought of because I loved um those old 007 movies growing up. But if we got to choose something without tires, I'm going 100% Millennium Falcon. Just so you know, I'm gonna throw that out there. That would be unfair for the race, but uh... <laughs> well, the race wasn't very fair to begin with until you found out cracked the code. That's true. The race is uh, bullshit, and we'll get there eventually. <laughs> all right, Chuck. What is your second question? What's your all-time favorite Easter egg in either a game or a movie? Hmm. So Steve mm. go last because he has got a long list. Um, a couple that jumped out to me was um the fact in dead space that you spell out nicole is dead that's pretty that's cool. cool yeah and i think i learned that actually and when we covered it from one of you guys uh but one in dead rising though if you go to the one of the food courts it goes it's there's a store called jill sandwiches which is a throwback to um resident evil part one where jill's about to get crushed to death by a room that's like has doors or whatever walls that are moving to crush her and then barry saves her and he's like you're about to be a jill sandwich so that's a really cool callback uh, I think for me, gaming wise, uh, some of my earlier memories was Uncharted, what they had this Jack and Dexter fucking egg in it, where he was one of the uh, special rare treasures that you could find. Um, I remember that was pretty much my introduction to actually pay attention to Easter eggs. So every subsequent game that came out had it, and it was always a mission of mine to find it. 
Um, but that one, I like laughing at the biggest, most famous Easter egg, which is the, um, was it the Bloodborne fucking campfire? You seem to find it like in every fucking game nowadays. Um, but for movie, I have to go back to my nerd origins. Um, when George Lucas did the special edition of A New Hope, all of them actually, but when he did, um, there's a scene, a very brief scene when Obi-Wan and Luke and droids are getting into uh, Mos Eisley and you see Dash Rendar's Outrider ship taking off the fucking little kid nerd in me even talk about it just got the chills like i would that's the outrider oh my gosh dash rendar he's canon like uh that that was one of my all-time favorites especially in star wars now they have the mandalorian flag in the force uh the force awakens that was pretty cool too but the outrider that was my baby nice um i'm gonna i only went one for each just to keep it short but uh, if i'm gonna go with a movie it's also a star wars reference but not in a Star Wars movie. It is that Star Wars and Indiana Jones exist in the same universe because right next to the Ark of the Covenant is a little hieroglyphic in on the wall of R2-D2 and C-3PO. So yeah, I thought that cool. was fucking amazing. Such a great Easter egg there. And um, also, also an Indiana Jones one referencing its own movie in uh, The Last Crusade, which is my personal favorite. There's a scene where they go into the sewers and the German like woman character, I forget her name, Elsa. I she's think. hot. Elsa, she's, she's hot. She looks at a hieroglyph. She looks at a like a, a thing on the wall that says, I think that's the Ark of the Covenant. He's like, Yeah, that is. She's like, Are you sure? He's like, Yep, pretty sure. Because <laughs> of course he had already found it, right? So I thought that was a great one. In a video game form. So in the Wolverine game on 360 from the movie, great game. Uh, you can find the hatch from Lost. And if you stay long enough, the light turns on. So you see the light come on the same way that the light came on for John Locke in season one of Lost. And I was a big Lost fan at the time. So I thought that was fucking amazing. And I will never forget that moment. I was just so excited that I'd found the hatch from Lost. So those are the two I went with. All right, Chuck, what is your final question? If you could pick one fictional character to interview for the podcast, who would it be? Thanks, guys. Look forward to the episode. Yoda. Because I just want to have this crazy conversation with him talking backwards. Ooh, knowledge you want? <laughs> He'd be like, you're too fat to run in the dig of a swamps. So you're never going to be anything. <laughs> but come on, he's got like 900 years of knowledge. He's seen the rise, the fall, the rise, the fall. Like, I'm talking to Yoda, dude. I want to know everything he knows. Let's do, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to go Quay from total recall but hey man how what was that all about and then i'm going uh johnny rico because i want to hear his war stories from fucking uh starship troopers that'd be dope you are johnny rico i wish uh i'm gonna go also an arnold uh film i'm gonna go jack slater um so he is of course the protagonist of last action hero and i want to ask him about like how he feels about the differences between his world and the real world and you know, his experiences going through both and stuff like that. So I think that would be an awesome interview. They made you say that because you're in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also one of my favorite Easter eggs in Ready Player One was that the theater is playing Jack Slater 4. Oh, shit. How did I miss? There's so many things. Yeah, in this no, it's, movie. It, it's during the race. They pass by a th movie theater and Jack Slater is on the on the marquee. So I thought that was. The, that is the, such a great underrated movie. Last Action Hero. You know, it'll be on my list eventually one day. Uh, <laughs> As most He's Arnold alive. films. <laughs> yeah. 
if we don't if we don't do like every Arnold fucking yeah, film by over time by yeah by the time we're sixty you know like we we got issues. All right, we got some other questions from uh, Odd Job versus 007. Um, what was everyone's favorite cameo in this movie? Spoiler: I posted mine on the Discord. It was when she fucking does the xenomorph out of Goro's fucking body because I love. Aliens versus Predator, so that easily got mine amongst many, but that was definitely one that made me smile. Yeah, there, there's, there's so many. Um, trying to go back to my first watch, it's probably going to be Chucky because that's a really fun scene. Um, but seeing Jason, he's in, he's in Planet Doom, uh, also at the end, and they got Robocop coming out. It's man, there's so many. I'll, I'll go with Chucky, but there's so many damn good ones. Yeah, it's so fucking hard to pick. Um, you know, I, I might go Freddy. Uh, just there's, but there's so many. Like, yeah, Chucky is probably the most memorable because you know they use him kind of significantly in one part. But uh, and the Shining Twins, I thought that was really cool. But of oh, course, that's so a good. that's a whole fucking section of the game. Yeah, the over the Overlook Hotel in general is yeah. just an amazing. Oh sequence. my god, yeah. They recreated it so fucking well. It's, it's flawless. Yeah. The, the the music once they find out where they have to go. And, oh, dude. Gives you the chills. Yeah. Uh, Cody's other question is, was there one that you wish could have made the cut? Uh, this is speaking to cameos. Um, again, for me, going back to my love for Alien versus Predator, I would have loved to have seen um, the queen fucking alien or just a predator in general. Because he's probably in there somewhere. But it would have been really cool to have seen him somewhere like decloaking and fucking going ham on on Planet Doom and stuff and fighting at the end. Yeah. Um, I, I wish they would have used Spielberg stuff and Star Wars, man. It's like a big black hole of pop culture, you know, have Star Wars in it, which we all know is because they can't afford it or couldn't get the rights, whatever it was. But actually it wasn't. Was uh, it? no, as Spielberg specifically asked that none of his properties are represented. Uh, because Stupid he didn't want it, he didn't want it to make it a thing where he's like plugging his own properties. That, oh, that was, come on, yeah. So it, it really wasn't that That's at all. Shit. <laughs> we could have all used some Indiana Jones in there. No, there was a there was a sound of a Tie Fighter, but I know that's used in a lot of shit. But uh, I heard I was like, "There's a Tie Fighter where?" Yeah, and for me, it has to be of course Mister Freeze, <laughs> the Ar- Arnold's Mister Freeze specifically. Uh, I think that would have been fucking amazing. You know, even if it's just him in his robe. Like when he's in the ice cream shop, you know, and and then singing uh, songs and stuff, I thought that'd be amazing. Man, that's totally you stole uh, my my answer for you on one of these questions that Cody has. Oh really? Um, yeah, this is his second to last. Do you guys think there should be a part two? Um, I know Todd, you read the second book. I it wasn't very favorable to you. I haven't read either of them. Um, but if you can keep the same references and coolness that this movie brought. I, I'm I'm down for a second part. I'd watch it. Yeah, you know, I I, I wished for a part two novel wise for a long time, and then when I got it, and I think it's like pretty common in the Ready Player One fandom that like the sequel is not that good, um, for various reasons. Like he tries a little bit too hard. Parzival turns into a fucking little asshole, and it's not enjoyable anymore. You know, but it's hard to it's hard to top this man. Like the book is my favorite book of all time. And the movie is pretty damn good. But the thing with the movie and the book is they're so different. Like, you can just fucking do your own thing with the sequel. But where would they go? And if they try to go the route of the sequel, I don't think it would. That book sequel, I don't think it would work. 
Yeah, I, I want to see it, of course, because I want more just uh, explosion of references. I got like a taste of that with um, Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus, which I highly recommend you guys watch if you haven't. Um, but knowing the story of what the sequel is, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like the best. I haven't read it, but it doesn't sound like the best story ever. But just to get more of this world, I guess that's enough for me to at least check it out. I'm all for the pop culture references. Such a great part of this. Um, and Cody's last question, the last question for the night is what will your avatar be when you fully enter the matrix or in this case, the Oasis? Now my, my smart ass answer for Steve would be Mr. Freeze Arnold walking in and saying the iconic lines, uh, but he already said it. So uh, for me, I would definitely want to be a Mandalorian considering that my name is very close to it. Um, so that'd be cool to have something stylized to maybe some games that I like, like uh, Assassin's Creed or Dead Space or some shit like that, you know, with the Mandalorian twist. Um, but if I'm going to that club, I'm definitely wearing Forrest Gump's suit, just so you all know. <laughs> I'm going as Forrest Gump. Dr. Peppers. <laughs> Taught me how to dangle. <laughs> um, Honestly, man, I'm like, I'm really boring when I create avatars. Like, I know when we played Fall Guys, Steve, you had like fucking like magical shit. Everything, guy, dude. Yeah, yeah, every <laughs> fucking thing. And I was just like stock. Um, So I'd probably be pretty close to Parzival and where he creates his character. It doesn't look like him, obviously, but it's not really that far from a normal looking human, you know? So I'd probably just do something like that or uh, a fucking walking whittle. <laughs> Shut up. Or be like a Starship Trooper fucking battle armor guy just walking around. I think I, I think I'd be more simplistic than you know, other people. Yeah, for me, I would be like if I were in a battle, I'd be like Galactus. And if I were like at the club, I'd be like the Undertaker, you know, just like a long black trench coat and the, the big hat and stuff like that. Uh, and then, I, you know, once in a while when I want to be like something fun, I'd be like, you know, like a Vigo from uh, Ghostbusters 2 and just a bunch of other characters i i love like in fall guys for example i change my character up all the time you know i'm a xenomorph and then i'm the undertaker and then i'm uh you know characters from nightmare before christmas and it's just like whatever i have at my disposal like i'm a shark from jaws you know it's just i, I love changing I, I never really stick to one thing uh but those are the ones that came to the top of my head hey, come well, to, to be fair sorry go ahead Dad. No, no you mentioned um uh ghostbusters did we see any ghostbusters in ready player one that seems like a no huge uh, well the ecto one is there so yeah i guess but i can see like we saw a bunch of um could have been slimer yeah it would have been dope to see vigo like, the would have been great like, like yeah yeah hey to be fair chuck did do a pretty decent mock-up of you as galactus so i think uh you're he pretty did. you're pretty set yeah <laughs> uh but that's it for our question segments for the night thank you guys so much for sending them in and making us think really hard um because this is fun to talk about on here so uh with that being said it is time to run to the controversial trivia of uh steve giving out free points uh but todd read us those uh scores um i don't remember what the three free point thing was about so i'm gonna ignore it uh, uh -huh. i really don't all right so the scores for Quarter one are as follows. Steve in a commanding lead of eight. Mondo second place six. Myself third place with four. Um, it's the last one in the quarter. We got to fucking handle it. Let's go. Let's do our business. Whoa. Um, who would like to lead off today? I I'm will take go. it, sir. No, 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 no okay. I'm taking it. I'm taking then you it. take it. I'm fucking everyone over tonight because all of my questions are sci-fi movies based on books related. So get 
to okay. put the caps on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens when you don't read. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of mice and is... men, John Steinbeck. Okay. Look at the flowers. What is the name of the book that Blade Runner is based off of? The movie Blade Runner is based off, based off this book. What is the title of the book? The future is now. I don't even have a fucking clue. I've seen it. I have no idea. I've heard it in passing, but I honestly don't remember. All right. You guys give up then? It's like Android something. Yeah, you're on the right track. You want to try it? Androids of the future. (laughs) (laughs) Do do androids dream of of electric sheep? Jesus. Never in my million years would have guessed that. Well, yeah, he he does goofy ass titles for the the one on um, Total Recall is uh, we can sell your dreams wholesale or something like that. So, yeah, um, I remember that one. All right, I'll go next. All right, I'll let you guys pick. Do you want an easy one or do you want a difficult one? Well, you're gonna get both, right? So, well, eventually, but which I'll you start, want? Start, start us off with? easy. Yeah, start us off easy. Okay. All right, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> no? okay. How long? Was the Virtual Boy on the market before it was discontinued? Three months. I'm going to go like probably closer to like eight months. Those are your final answers. Yes. Yes. You were close, Todd, but the correct answer (sighs) is four months. Four months. No, 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 no. I said I Android. Last week, that. Android. Well, I know, but Android got is different. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, I actually, the original answer was three months, and then I looked it up on, on other sources, and it said four months. So he just missed out. All so right. Who, oh, whatever. Nobody. Nope, nobody. <laughs> All right, so I'll get a half. I'll take a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I, I started this type of question on the horror squad, so I'm going to try it on oh, this shit. one as well. Guess the movie based off the imdb parental guide Ooh, oh okay. shit i have one one parental guide uh per category and you guys have to guess it okay ready if we guess and it's wrong we have to wait till the end like that's just right like, okay yeah that's just right. like all the other ones all right sex and nudity a man <laughs> a man a woman play fight in bed you can see one of her nipples from Ooh. from the side in one shot oh, i like this <laughs> sounds like my love life <laughs> yeah all right. Uh, this is. Oh. Uh, oh, do you oh. want to? Do you want to try it? I'm kinda... seeing one. I'm seeing one in my head, but I don't want to mm. say. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on to it. All right. Uh, this is violence. Okay. A woman is shot in the chest. Blood splatters onto some TVs behind her. Oh fuck! What is? Oh, shit! I can't think of the fucking name. Okay. Profanity. 28 F words, shit, dumb bitch, milder <laughs> profanities such as assholes, dickhead, and hell. That shit. sounds like my fucking household right there. You shot your wife in the chest? <laughs> no, just all the profanities. That's something else. Um, uh, beside that nipple one is the one that I'm hanging on to. Um, but, do you have any more, Steve? Yeah, I got two more. Okay. Alcohol, right. drugs, and smoking. <laughs> yes, please. Some beer signage at a bar. Characters drink there. Nice. Okay. This is the last one. Okay. okay. This is frightening and intense scenes. The elevator scene may be shocking to some, despite being a little over the top. 
Well, that threw me off. Honestly, my initial guess is so fucking out there. I don't even know if I say it in, in fear of being ridiculed. <laughs> I want to hear no, there's it. No ridicule. Like it's like, there is yeah. ridicule when I say Howard the Duck is my guess. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that, there's no blood in Howard the Duck. I don't know, idiot. Dude, that's why. I... See, uh, the nipples yeah. in the bath, not, not, in, the, uh, not in the play. Uh, it's a duck nipple. <laughs> oh, fuck. I have no uh, fucking clue. I know dude, the. Wait, the Blood on the TV and the fucking play fight nipple slip is the ones that the, the one that like sh- a... should give it away is the elevator scene may be shocking to some despite being a little over the top. So it is a pretty is total major... recall. It is total recall. Yeah, yeah. It's Sharon Stone and this Schwarzenegger fight in bed. Yeah, when that's right that's what I was thinking. Oh, nipple. Yeah, comes out? I don't remember. That. Yeah. Total Recall, yeah. What, Welcome what, to the party, Rick. Oh, see what, what the party, Rick. That's how he dies. They have a fight on the elevator, and he rips out his arms. Yeah. See you oh, at the oh, party, okay. Rick. My <laughs> Michael Ironside. Yeah. Give the people air. <laughs> and you guys mentioned Total Recall like twice in the episode nah, already. Give the, like... <laughs> give the people air. <laughs> Stop. Give the people. Oh give my the... god. I like Dickhead, where he has like the vagina head. <laughs> In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Fucking a, Hank from Hank, yeah, yeah. Hank Bad Schrader. Give the people air. Give the people air. Demure. <laughs> oh gosh, he's got his type, man. He's got his type. Same type in Running Man too. Same exact woman almost. Yep, yeah. Fuck, dude. Demure. Hey, All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Back to me. Who wrote the book that Starship Troopers is based off of? Wrote the book. Billy K. Dick. Uh, I have no, no idea. <laughs> I don't have a see. Fucking... I see where you're going with it, but no. <laughs> Who wrote the book? The Starship yeah, Troopers was based off of. These are like, well, I guess if you're not a reader, they're not famous authors. Stephen but... King. No. Robert Heinlein. No. Yeah, which is a fucking amazing book, by the way. All right. Whatever time. <laughs> you got another book coming up for question three, guys. All right. Um, in relation to my last question about the virtual boy and it being discontinued after four months, how many games six. did it release? Six games. We have six on the board. Oh, he's not instantly right. Um, let's go with uh eight. Eight on the board. I'll give you guys each one more chance because they're both wrong. Over or under. Uh, seven, seven, seven's on the board. Five. The correct answer is twenty-two. Really, twenty-two. I, I thought there were like. I assume Steve knew it, so I tried to fuck them over. I thought there were like very few. Twenty-two games total. Hmm. I may be thinking so, of Super Scope Six. Super Scope. Oh damn it! <laughs> I had one. It was fucking terrible. It didn't work. Okay, Parzival, got it. But, right. yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so this is. Yes, the movie based off this is uh letterbox reviews. The, the booby count. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know what the hell that was. Where was Lizzie or Toby? Fantasy film in which Tom Cruise is tall enough to hit his head on a hanging lamp. Um legend. Wrong. Oh, now you have to Wrong. wait. People yeah. actually paid money to see stories like this in theaters in the 90s. Oh, shit. Fucking zoos closed, Ray. 
This is War of the Worlds? Wrong. You guys want one uh, more guess each? 90s Tom Cruise. Oh, that was 2000s. Yeah, that's a fucking great movie, too. Days of Thunder. Wrong. And Todd, Damn one, it! One last guess. <laughs> Days of... Th- okay, so Tom Cruise starring, or it being in, mm-hmm. in the 2000s. 90s. Oh, 90s. Tom Cruise, 90s. Fantasy. What the fuck was he in? Yeah, that's the hard part. I mean, he hits his head on a lamp. This is gonna fuck me up because I love Tom Cruise. Um... <laughs> And, and by the way, fantasy film, it's 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 fantasy film in which Tom Cruise is tall enough, as in not in oh, reality. Not, not, oh, not top ten. Wrong. Uh, so actually the first clue was the one that really gave it away. I don't know what the hell that where was Lizzie or Toby? Because we're talking about Maguire's, as oh, in Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, show me line, the money. The last line, fucking zoo's clothes, Ray. That's the kid who keeps wanting to go to the zoo. It's a great movie, too. It is. Great fucking. He's, you know what? I know people don't like him, but fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck. He's a great fuck. actor. Like him. He's a great actor. All right. You're All right. right. Back to me. I've asked this question before. Let's see if we learned our lesson. I know Steve likes to do this as well. What's the book title of Tom Cruise's Edge of Tomorrow? So it's a book it's based off of. It's actually a Japanese like three novel. Three episodes ago. Yeah. I, I still don't remember. And it's not fucking die, live, die or some shit like that. Live, live, die, repeat. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <sighs> Which title do you guys like more? Just out of curiosity, out of those two. I like live, die, repeat because it's more like. What's the, actual, what's, what's the actual movie one? Edge, it's, of, tomorrow. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge, no. Yeah, I like the other one. Yeah, me too. Come on, dig deep. I don't have a clue. I already All answered. you need is love. Do, 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 say it one more time. Say it one more time. What? What's the question? Oh, what's the book title of Tom Cruise's Edge of Tomorrow? So what's uh, the book it's based off title? It's a Japanese book. But it's not obviously Japanese. Yeah, Arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> I don't know. All right. All you need is kill. All you need, All is, you kill. need is kill. That's like Steve translating something from English to French and yeah, right. guess yeah, what yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. I need a I need My... a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow stat. It was good. It was yeah, a good was movie. Good. Yeah. Bill Paxson, R.I.P. Mm. R.I.P. Bill. Fuck. Every time I think about that, it's like, like gosh. God, I see I see him in everything and it's like, God damn it. Man. I got a tiny right. dick. <laughs> <laughs> My last question for the night mm. is a finish the movie quote. Okay. Oh, fuck. All right. That never never goes well. Hi. (laughs) The quote, the quote begins as, what's the cargo? Uh, Me, the boy, two droids, no questions asked. Come Mm. on, you fuck. You know it's that. You know it is, you fuck. I mean, technically, that's not how it starts. It's it's close enough. It's close enough. Are you sure? Only passengers, myself, the boy, two droids, and no questions asked. Yes. I'll take it. Get it. It's you. Yes. I All like right. his fucking goofy ass delivery too. No questions <laughs> asked. You gotta, try to, you gotta try to fuck me, old man. Like, what's the. <laughs> I'm looking to avoid any imperial entanglements. Are you guys ready? Last question? Last yes. one. Oh my gosh. Did we either tie it <laughs> or I get punished again? Oh boy. Guess the movie. Wait, no. You're already. Oh, no, no. You have to. Okay. okay never mind. Go. Sorry. Guess the movie based off the IMDb trivia. All right. Jack Black had an early role as one of the Wasteland Scraps. Hmm. 
All right. The main actress replaced Lori Petty after a few days of filming. Petty left due to creative differences. The title was taken from the police song of the same name, hence the use of Sting to remake the song for the movie. Gosh, I have um, one of my Is head. it Dune? Wrong. Damn it. Last one. San Angeles was going to be the name of the city in Blade Runner 1982. Fuck. Oh. It's Jack mm. Black's in it, huh? Mm. I got it. it. He is. Did it escape from LA? Wrong. No, it's um I can't believe it just it was in my head and it jumped away. I can't say a single thing because you'll get it. And I want to fuck you over. Um it's uh uh Demolition Man. Correct. All right, there. I was, so, that was making me mad. Okay. Yep. Fuck, dude. I lost by <laughs> one point. <laughs> Wait, I'm still punished too though. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, right. you're still punished too. Do, do you guys want your punishment movies now? Oh, fucking read, might as read, well. Read, read the scores first so we can. <laughs> Steve I want to recount. I want to recount. Steve, eight. Mondo, seven. Myself, six. Ooh, so close. All right, <laughs> so, guys. Good, good first round, though. Good first round. Yeah, very sure. good first round. All right. So you guys got different movies? Ooh, oh, okay. fuck let me, my life. Let me pull my TV pull out, yeah. well, Let me pull up Letterboxd real quick. <laughs> uh, so, Mondo. Oh, God. I actually was going to punch with you th- this last time, but... Because you you made me mad that episode I gave you something worse. <laughs> uh, I I just want to share the experience with someone, and no one I know has seen this, so I'm gonna make you be that one person, and that is 1994's Fantastic Four, which God you damn can it. find on YouTube. It is the movie that never came out, and Man, the shitty one. Yeah, the real. Well, you know what? It's really not as bad as you would think. So, oh my god, and Todd, Fantastic Four. Because I made Mondo watch a epic dance number in Teen Witch, God, I'm, I'm going to give you an epic dance number movie as well. And it is a sci-fi film that is a ripoff of E.T. Oh. called Mac and Me. Nice. Dang it. Mac it. and Me. You've seen it? Well, I've seen all the bits that fucking right. Paul Rudd does. Paul Rudd does. <laughs> well, now you can see the movie that matches it. Jeez. It's on TV. Oh. Uh, are we talking about Fantastic Four and Legend Begins from 1994? I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send you the link okay. to the movie. Um, God sad, damn it. Sadly, maybe, so close. Sadly, maybe the best Doom ever on screen, which is so I, sad because it's fucking I awful. just want you to know that I have a fucking movie lined up for you, primed and ready to go. It's going to happen this year. I promise you. You're so close. I, I got a zero this week, and it's still, you still fucking lost. Ah, demolition. I was thinking the Jackal initially, but I was like, no, this is a utopian, like, future type movie i could, yeah, couldn't so remember I, I, I didn't know laurie petty had filmed a few days um and i didn't remember yeah. jack black being in it either i didn't remember him in what part is he in he's he's one of the wasteland scraps like one of the guys he? one of the, he's one of the hobos in the sewer yeah. or whatever fuck he must not have a he's probably no. just a walk and miss type in, thing in, in 94 yeah he wasn't that big yet so kind of like a letitia mm-hmm. the chick black panther who has a role in this movie that you never even see her in it Oh really? Which, yeah, I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> uh, Letitia Wright. Well, Letitia Wright. Well, Steve, you win again this time, but your your supremacy will come to an end. I promise you, it will end. All right, let's dive in to the reason why we're here tonight to talk about my movie choice, which is Ready Player One. 
Uh, just a little bit of a brief background. This movie is based on the same name novel by Ernest Klein. It released, coincidentally enough, uh, March 29, 2018. So we're pretty close to uh, uh anniversary of sorts. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, the god of directors. Uh, starring Ty Sheridan, Olivia Cook, which I was like, where have I seen her from? Oh, yeah. House of the Dragon, Allison Hightower. Um, Olivia Cook, Ben Mendelsohn, and Simon Pegg. Uh, Pegg is what Todd likes to do in the bedroom. Um, and the box office was $583 million on a $175 million budget, which I say is a bigger success than any DC movie has been uh, thus far. Uh, just a quick little synopsis. This is set in 2045, uh, where the world has pretty much gone to shit. Most people, like we see today, are submerged in a VR world or just being on fucking anywhere but the real world. Um, in this movie, it's called The Oasis. Oasis being created by James Halliday and Ogden Morrow. Um, upon the death of Morrow, his avatar, Anorak, announces a challenge to win ownership of the Oasis by finding three keys and the Easter egg. Uh, several Gunters, which are Easter egg hunters, and IOI. Um, are also looking for these keys, being it that Moro passed away um, and five years is all they've been doing to hunt for these things. Um, we are introduced to the Innovative Online Industries, IOI, uh, which is looking for the keys, like I said, in the Easter egg. Uh, Wade is our protagonist, also known as Parzival. Um, We have H, Show, Dato, and Artemis, who is super high that later on they'll make the high five. So, um that's just a little synopsis. Todd, you read the book. You watched the movie. I can definitely spoil alert. This movie is fucking fantastic. Um, give me give me some of your early thoughts on this and differences on the book and, and the movie. What are there major things? Are Steve, there minor Steve things? Steve does as well. Oh, um, yeah, Steve, you I too. I, too. I, I think sorry. I got it in a nerd block. <laughs> like, did. They, they gave it away. Yeah, right. That's why I, that's why I read it. I'm very curious, having not read the book, to see if there's been any, if there was any major changes from novel it's, to. It's a completely different. Really, right? completely different. I mean, no, it, I just reread it last year again for like the fourth or fifth time, and um, yeah, it's hundred percent different. Uh, the the main differences, I guess, we can go through is um, Wade's in high school still. Um, he the whole race thing never happens, which. I love this movie. I'll, I'll I'll start saying that, but there is so much wrong with it if you like deep dive into it. But I try to take a step back and just watch it for entertainment, nostalgic value. Um, as far as like the differences goes, yeah, Wade is a high school student um, for the for the first part of the film. Artemis is like a favorite, uh, like a very famous online gunter. She has like a forum and you know newscasts things like that that he like has a cyber crush on her. But anyway, um, he's so like poor. They they touch upon it in the in the book and the sorry in the movie that he's poor. But in this one, he's like fucking dirt poor. He can't even go anywhere out of. Um, they go to school on Ludus, and he can't leave Ludus. Like that's how poor he is. So the way he wins the first gate is that the first uh, gate is on Ludus itself, and he figures it out because no one's looking at the fucking school world. Um, but there's no race. He plays joust against like a undead king so the like the arcade game joust he plays against and then when you beat the first thing you go in the gate and then there's something else you have to do so on that one he plays um war games method project war games it's uh he plays his character and you have to do line by line to beat it um and then it goes on and on like the third challenge is him playing the guitar to rush uh the second challenge is he does um oh the monte Monty 
Monty Python movie. What's that one? The fucking the Holy Grail. Holy, Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does that one. Um, and he has to find like a whistle. There's a bunch of stuff. It's like it's it sounds super slow. different than it's more the like an adventure game, game than it is like yeah. this. You know, like, yeah. Like a uh, I kind of yeah. feel just hearing from that that the movie's kind of a little bit. I mean, it's the movie, right? You got to sell it. So I, I was I, initially I was very disappointed with the movie based on how different it was from the book and i think i saw it twice in theaters in the in the second time around i was like all right let me let me watch it for just just its own thing and that's when i ended up loving it but um yeah it's extremely different from from the book what's your take on it steve did you lean more towards book or lean more towards movie Uh, books you know like i'm not a big reader right i like there was a little period where i would read more um this was in that period so that's why i read it and it's they're like Todd said they're they're so different, right? I feel like the book works well for the book form. Like if you had read the movie into a book form, it would have sucked. Whereas I don't know how they would have really done the book into a movie and made it this kind of spectacle that you know it is. Like I don't think people give a shit about joust and you know stuff like that. So I don't know how they would have done. So I'm kind of happy that they did two different things. I wasn't as upset about it, I guess, like Todd was, but. This was also my first movie I ever saw in 4DX. So it's like the moving seats with, you know, rain and snow and all that shit, like in the theater and smoke and that kind of stuff. And it was just so exciting. And I was just, I was along for the ride, you know, and all the fucking pop culture references. I couldn't wait to watch it again, you know, just because, you know, you're going to miss a ton of stuff. And I've probably seen it, I don't know, seven times at this point. And I still see new things that I had never noticed before. Like in this one, I saw Nintendo Power on the floor and i got excited about it you know it's just <laughs> these little fucking things that you just see every time and it's it's amazing yeah the so book how do you... is i'm oh, sorry go sorry. ahead John. No, no no the book is more friends hanging out you know um and just talking talking shit like we're doing now it said it's on vr right like me and steve playing golf but you know obviously a lot more advanced but it's like literally a lot of scenes of him Parsifal and H hanging out in their basement just playing Atari and talking about like Star Wars and other friends coming in and they geek out and they have trivia and all this stuff. It's more, honestly, it wouldn't work. If you wanted to make a successful film, it wouldn't work like Steve said, but I would love to see like a miniseries tackle this. Um, And then also too, it's like, it's Ernest Klein's the writer, it's his nerd shit. And he's in his like late forties now. So the stuff that he grew up liking, Joust, Arcade Machines, it's going to resonate with with him in the book but spielberg was making this shit for like 15 year olds you know what i mean so they wanted to see overwatch characters like they have in the movie and shit like that so i get it um and they're, they they're both great standalones and the reason why i asked that is because that opening race is so fucking cool to see the variety of cars that are there, you know, like here's this, here's this contest that's been going on for five years. No one can figure it out. No one can beat this race. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's see. Let's see how this goes. And when he fucking gets his car and it's the DeLorean, I total geeked out because who does it? That's such an iconic vehicle. I know. I think speaking for the three of us that nerd out when you see that fucking car, that race in itself was so much fun because we've all been there playing games such as that, you know, where high, high speed, sharp turns and everything. But what was really cool is they started introducing all these fucking great things like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. I mean, 
it's so random, but it's so fucking cool. And you're like, that is awesome. And then King Kong at the very end, like I absolutely loved it. And to me, this movie is just such, I mean, I know we've talked in the past about video game movies that just always suck. This isn't necessarily about a particular video game franchise more than it encompassed so many. And in my eyes, this movie is such a success in doing what it does. I mean, it's it's a movie with it's an homage to like everything we love. Um, it shows all the cool things. It's just fucking great. But I do have one complaint early on. The stacks are so inconvenient. I mean, the, the whole opening scene of him getting out of the fucking trailer, going down a fucking line. Like, how do you take groceries up there? Do you ever leave? Like someone someone answer these questions because it's the most inconvenient. I thought all walking up. I thought walking up two flights of stairs was fucking annoying. <laughs> These guys have to fucking parkour up to their fucking places. Yeah. I mean, don't, it's ex- don't you sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. I was going to say don't you see like a delivery robot like bring it right at the beginning? Yeah, the one yeah. with the pizza or something. So, so, I'm assuming they don't have to bring shit up like there are robots that do that work for for you. So, uh, I didn't yeah. see it as an issue. Yeah, I didn't either. It it shows that the world's fucked and that's the, the basics of the movie, right? Escapism, and they have this shitty ass fucking life. And one girl strip teasing, and other dude surfing. Yeah, the board, like... the pole dancer and shit. <laughs> I had watch, um, dude. I love, uh, I love Ralph. What's his last name? Innocent or Innocent? Um, he's always like has these little character roles. He's a uh, Artemis's, I guess, like uncle. Who uh, he was in the witch. He was in all Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I fucking love that dude. Artemis's he's such a... uncle. Not Artemis, excuse me. Oh, Parzival's Parzival, Parzival, yeah. Yeah, stepdad or uncle, whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, he punches him in the fucking face for oh, dude, his fucking child abuse like crazy. Yeah. Hey, doesn't doesn't Parzival want that Artemis ass like right off the bat? I mean, he's just like, yeah. I'm in love. I'm being catfished. They don't even know. Well, we, it, you know, we've all been there, man. Especially in the book where he's not like, me. You haven't cyber crushed someone before. Shut up. Not um, not someone I don't know. Oh my god. Anyway. Jennifer Love Hewitt, I'm still available. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go back to the first race because it's bullshit. Um, What's well, bullshit? Me, it, I'll get there. Don't get me wrong. It's a really cool race. Spielberg frames action like none other. But the throwaway line of parcel is like, uh, this is um, discovered by a long forgotten gunter. Bullshit. That's stupid. And then, you know all the fucked up things people do in video games? No one thought to drive backwards. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was my first on. thought. Like, People will find the most awkward, like, okay, I stepped three times and then jumped twice and then it went up, down, left, and <laughs> exactly. that will the Konami like, code. push you, like, you know, 10 feet in the air, like, fuck off. No they one would have got it by person. accident. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I remember, Steve, you probably did, played basketball on Blood Gulch and Halo. Did you ever know do that? Yeah, yeah. of course. So, like, you're doing that shit where you run. Hey, let's see what happens when you stand against this rock and a warhawk right, right. hits you at this angle. You'll fly across the map. Yeah. So, that's my problem with it. But my biggest problem with it is that why is everyone getting awarded for one person finding this clue? It shouldn't be everyone, oh, we found the clue. Now it's a race. No. It should be Parzival, for example, finds a clue. He fucking can solve it by himself, and then someone else can find that as well. I think that's pretty cheap. And I wish that was the altered. Keep the race in still, but I, I wish that the gate was altered a little bit differently where someone, like, they found it on screen, and then it's a race to get to that race. I think that would be But it's all points to some, though, right? Though, because he found it first, so he gets the high score, and then everyone else subsequently gets a smaller, like, a lower score. The points don't mean shit, though. Like, at all. If you find well, the keys, like, what do the points actually contribute 
to the story like at all there's no tension yeah don't kill it it was a cool race it it, it reminds (laughs) me of the points on nintendo you know like when you play like a fucking mario and you have goddamn points at the top no one ever looked at them because it didn't matter at all like no one gives a shit unless you're fucking billy mitchell you know (laughs) (laughs) oh man baby (laughs) <laughs> well, then we get to the distracted globe uh, nightclub, which I thought was solely if that's only really. I mean, you start seeing cameo characters from the get go in this, right? But then you go to the club and there's just a shit ton. Look, I got um, a note. I got a note before that happens. Go for it. Ogden Morrow cheats. He 100% cheats in this thing. I'll explain why. Wait, this might be after this. Either way. So they go to the Holiday Journals building, right? Yeah. And Parzival wants to bring up the memory of him firing Ogden Morrow. Right, and then he goes in the whole spiel. Yeah, okay. This is how he. What if we go backwards? backwards? Yes, but here's the thing. Here's why he cheats. The curator says, "Are we done?" Parzival says, "Yes, we're done." So that means stop playback. However, Parzival walks away, and if you look, the fucking curator looks at him like telling him, "Hey, motherfucker, listen!" And he continues to play the loop to the exact point Ogdemaro knows that a clue from James Halliday comes up. He fucking cheated. <laughs> maybe he liked parcel you want to you want him well, to give did, it to him uh... still cheated so what there's a little cheating there's cheat codes in games come on uh, i guess but yeah, yeah I just he's, not just... That up. he's a cheater uh, well i like the club scene i thought it was really fucking cool to see oh, actually did it was it the um after the races when they go back to h's fucking spot right and to see the iron giant there and the fucking car, I didn't notice it before, but the SUV or not the SUV, the trailer from Spaceballs was in there. Like it was just up in the rack getting fixed. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Um, I liked H, but I knew H from the get go, even when I saw this for the first time, was not going to be a dude that the that, poster uh, fucking spoils it. I did. The poster, so many things no, to look no, at. No, I mean the the Ready Player One movie poster itself. Oh, it, it has look. like uh, H, the Avatar, and then. The black woman behind them, behind the camera. Oh, well, shit. that fucking spoils it, you fucking assholes. Oh man, but, but we didn't know talking... she could have been a dude from Detroit named Chuck, <laughs> <laughs> or or from so Tennessee from named Chuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh that line. So oh, I have another problem with this scene too. Don't no get me wrong, I love this movie, but I'm gonna we have to review it. Okay, Artemis, I cannot stand her in this these few, why? few scenes. Here's why. She rips Parzival apart in H.S. Workshop, implying that he's not a real gunter because he he fears that he's going to zero out and lose his shit. She's like, try not to lose your shit, blah, 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 blah. Then when they get to the race and Parzival's like, oh, I'm all right, I'm going to try my cheat. She has the audacity to say, you know something, Parzival, tell me. Like, bitch, you're just giving him <laughs> shit about not being a real gunter, yet you want him to spoil what he figured out? Fuck yourself, dude. We're she's guys, we're shit. gullible. She, we're gullible. Okay. No, no, she's like, Parzival, tell me. She's full of shit. I don't like it. And <laughs> and she didn't even know that James Halliday went out with Agamaral's wife. That was news to her. Come on, man. Who's the real gunter here? You are Parsable. That's end of rant. End of rant. <laughs> end of rant. Steve, you have anything to add to his rant? Not really. No. <laughs> I have a ton of notes, but that wasn't one of them. Honestly, uh, I was I was geeking out too much too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, my notes are so too. fucking everywhere with everything because of the fact there's so much to see. And that's kind of one I'm of the boner. <laughs> you have a boner right no, I have a, no i just want to break the ice i have a boner comment when, when, we, get, when we get to the distracted oh uh, i i think i know what we're talking okay. about because <laughs> I, I have artemis, a i have a note Ar- for okay. it too artemis fills his boner yes through, through the haptic suit because 
she says, did you come prepared? And he's like, I got a fucking crotch enhancement suit. And yes, then, microfiber and then, crotch yeah, enhancement suit. But then she says, oh, Parsifal, you do come prepared. <laughs> he felt his boner, dude. Did, did, he, did he not lose it right there in that moment? Because oh, right there, he fell back. He's like, oh. He had his fucking total, total torque, dude, full torque. Would you buy, if they had a suit like that yes. right now, would you buy one? It, not right now. Yeah, he wants it. to strike you, Viper. He wants to strike you, Viper. He's ready. I love that whole club scene. Um, I like see. I like T.J. Miller's roles in some movies. Too bad he's like so fucking off his rocker that he's like losing jobs. But I think he's so great in here. Um, sitting there walking up to Harley Quinn and like get out, like fucking Terminator status. Um, but it's just there's so many things. Like I don't even know. Like I'm so scatterbrained to talk about it because there's so many the fucking uh uh zebeckis cube all kinds of shit that he buys i, I mean steve that. just just a little steve help cube. me out here yes music cue with the zebeckis cube like i fucking i love put that. that too man the uh, fucking back to the future yeah yeah getting to see the fucking chainsaw rifle from uh gears of war you know the lancer yes and oh, there's just so much it's just every time i watch it i see these little things right and i mean todd and i have talked about it a million times this is the VR we want, right? This is the ideal situation for VR world, right? That's why we love VR so much. I mean, right now I fucking like every time we play a mini golf together, the new courses come with like a new piece of clothing and, and it's just like you, I wear a little hat and I'm excited, you know, because it's like yeah. VR and it's just seeing all the shit in here. It would be so amazing. Now, the one thing I wish they had done because this is what real life would be like, there'd be like, 25% of the people having the exact same costume. You know, the fact that yes. everyone has different costumes is almost unrealistic because people are always into like the the new hotness, you know. Uh, you see in Fall Guys, for example, you're 60 at a time and at least 10 to 15 of them are always wearing like the costume of the kind of the month, you know. Uh, so I wish they had kind of made fun of that and stuff like that, but that would have been funny. There would be a lot of screaming kids too on voice chat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Which would suck. Uh, she used the um, plasma rifle from fucking aliens when she was yeah. fighting in that club too, which again, another fucking nerdy thing. I was like, wow. I just wish, honestly, like I wish there was a reference book to tell, to tell us like every single thing that made an appearance in this fucking the movie. Right. Right. <laughs> let's get to that the, was... um, let's get to the differences with the show and uh, what's his face. Kaido. Um, yeah, so that's accurate too. Like uh, H is uh, is Helen. She's an African American woman that you know pretends to be a man. Blah blah blah. So that's accurate. Parsifal is a high school student, but he eventually graduates and becomes famous because being the first country to get the thing. But uh, and then Artemis, obviously. But the Asian dudes, they are um, in the same country, I believe. But they met online and they had like a rough upbringing, so they became like basically like brothers. And then one of them actually gets murdered by what? Uh, yeah, uh, by the Sixers in real life, like they break into his apartment and throw his ass out of fucking like skyscraper and then film it what and send it and send it to them. Yeah, the it's little boy crazy. or the older one? I I forget, I forget which one. But they, they rip him out of it. Yeah, they rip him out of it and toss him out of fucking skyscraper. But they do show some of that brutality too in this because I was when Sorrento threatens him. And he's like, hey, I want you to show me or give me whatever. And then he blows up the fucking stacks. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything. I'm just going to blow this shit up. Like, that was fucking crazy. Sorrento's, the guy's a really good actor, man. What's up with the fake teeth, though? What's up with the fake teeth that he was wearing in this fucking movie? I could not. It was like fucking horse teeth in his mouth, dude. For his avatar? 
No, no. His actual Ben Mendelsohn was wearing oh, prosthetic teeth in this movie, and they were huge. Um, I loved his avatar because it was like an evil take on Superman. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, like I said, Irock is cool. Irock is like you and Steve, man, when you achievement hunt, because he makes some throwaway comment like, oh, I got 10 years of stuff in this avatar. I can't fucking lose it. Like, that's you guys, dude. He's like, that's a when camper you're... move, Toronto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but blowing up the stacks was fucking crazy. When I first saw this, I was like, holy shit, all that damage that he did. Um, yeah, that well, let's get let's get to something that I think you guys, knowing that it was not in the book now um, and seeing it translated onto the big screen or, or shown on the big screen, I should say, that fucking second key and where they have to go to get it. I mean... What it? What was your guys' initial uh, horrorgasm like when you saw that The Shining was gonna be when it was part of this movie? I mean that. Whoa. Yeah. Second key, real quick in the book. I, if I remember correctly, is Blade Runner related. Um, okay. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, dude, it's the sequence is so good. Like I don't. <laughs> I, it's it's amazing. Even when I watch it now, after watching it, I think seven or eight times, like Steve as well. It's like the music hits uh h going to see the girl it's so fucking funny i wish they had jack torrance in more than just a background shot but i it's phenomenal was the yeah. lady from 237 the same from the movie or was yes, that a completely well it, she looked different um that, that well, the, movie but she's the, nude though yeah the, the spirit time. of it is still the same with the yeah. shot of the you know the bathtub and everything like that i i geeked out so much when they showed the shining all I could think about this time, though, is fuck. I wish they made a mini golf course in the Shining uh, world. I think that would be the the best thing ever. That would be so cool. Um, Dick Halloran's but... little fucking nude posters, <laughs> right? Right. And I, I like the jokes, like how H had never seen the Shining, so didn't know what to expect and stuff like that. And I, you know, they even changed it a little bit, which is fine. You know, like they when they go to the ballroom, you have the whole dance with the you know kind of skeletal zombies, kind of which they kind of show in the Shining and stuff like that. So. I loved it, man. That whole sequence, I geeked the fuck out. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. I have never watched The Shining from beginning to end. It's always been pieces, pieces, Welcome pieces. Home. I know it. Dude. I've seen the major parts, but what I thought was really cool was the famous Jack Nicholson picture in the ballroom with everybody. Um, how that's so iconic, but to see Halliday in there, that was pretty cool too. Um, I just think it kind of like it had that whole. It had everything going for it up until they tried to try to get the Jade Key. Um, when they have to jump in from the zombies and get to her or whatever. I thought that was like, oh, I was doing so good. I wish it would have been stuck with the horror. Because that whole chase scene in the fucking maze with that lady just popping out of everywhere with the fucking axe. And that was fucking spooky, dude. It was, but it was so crazy to see that. Like, I would love to have more, seen more segments like that in this movie where they pick a movie and like, oh, let's go to Twin Pine Mall or oh my God, let's go. Imagine. That would be fucking cool. So I could take me back to Rick O'Connell and the Mummy or some shit like that because it's the best movie of the nineties. They had the Goldie uh, Wilson poster, which I thought was cool. Oh, they did. Nature's basement. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor Goldie yeah. Wilson. Hey, you're, gonna <laughs> be mayor, you're gonna be mayor someday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are great. I can't wait till we finally get to one of those movies to review it. Um, it. So after that, they get the key. Um, again, everyone starts winning it. Like you guys said, it kind of loses the value, right? If everyone's winning the key right after the other. Uh, but then we get to this third challenge, which is on Planet Doom, which uh, to circle back a little bit at the beginning, we're introduced to Planet Doom, fucking Freddy Krueger getting blown to bits. Um, Planet Doom is like the, well, I guess what we could consider a uh, battle royale, right? 
in uh in now terms um just every fucking avatar conceivable but when you lose there you lose everything right you get reset it's zeroed out i guess they call it um but i hate it because i guess sorrento being the the game like uh uh what, what would be the name like the fucking owner the founder of this thing he cheats like well, you said he's earlier, not the, he's not the founder. He's just well, has, it's like he's in charge. He's the CEO. Like Elon right Musk now. having unlimited money, he can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, buying Twitter and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but for for him to buy a level ninety nine artifact, the orbs of Osavux, um, to put that shield which around, like was carried in the Gremlins basket for you guys. Was it? It was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but it was crazy to see this. Here we get to the the fucking big battle of the movie, right? And I've seen this movie twice, but for whatever reason, I guess it's stupid of me, never made that connection. But this was basically the Avengers Endgame before Avengers Endgame was a thing, right? Uh, but this was all full of fucking uh, things that we knew and grew up with. Batman, fucking, I think Jason was in this one, right? Definitely Chucky was because that one line that I totally forgot in this whole fucking movie was, it's fucking Chucky. Like, what? I, I forgot that part. But what did you guys think about this Big ass battle, everyone answering the call to to fight um against Sorrento and IOI. It's cool, man. It's like they're they're gonna blow their load at the end, which is good. Um similar to the happens in the in the book as well, which but something that's cooler is that uh Wade gets his extra life because he's like super depressed because Artemis dumps him in the book and he's like like fourth on the fucking leaderboard, he's not even trying anymore, and he finds this Pac-Man game that um he plays a perfect game and gets the extra life token from that. But there's also this challenge too, where when you, when you beat the challenge, you get to pick like a cool mech warrior, right? So that's how Sorrento gets his mecha Godzilla and the other people, like he can pick transformers, uh, Voltron, stuff like that. So they all get their own character and then they all fucking battle in the book, which is really cool. And he kind of only touched on that in this one, instead of being a Gundam, it's a Ultraman that he gets um i guess that's the main differences but yeah it's fucking dope man it's it's a really cool scene dude i love that scene so much like just that that's the one that i couldn't wait to see once i got it on 4k you know um so many characters in that and it was just so cool to see and yeah i, I just love honestly and that's kind of like an overall feeling about the story when they were in the oasis i was just loving this movie like five star right it's the stuff out of the Oasis that kind of bored me at times. Um, and I kind of wish that they spend more time in the Oasis, I guess. And scenes like this is just, it was amazing. It's just too bad that they spend so much time out of it, especially in the middle. Yeah, also it, the it, difference too is Artemis in the book is not the one that goes behind enemy lines. Uh, Wade sets himself up to get arrested just so he can sneak into IOI and set up that final thing. So he, he does it himself. Like you said, the Oasis stuff is really cool, Steve, but yeah, it does get a little tedious when you're watching the out of it, but that's like our alien versus predator argument that we'll always have is it's great when you show the iconic characters, but when you bring the humans into it and the, it just kind of takes away. But overall, I mean, having Wade win and have that extra life, I mean, whether it's different in the book, it sounds like, cause he played Pac-Man, but here he was given it earlier um, by Ogden. He just gave it to him to keep. I know they flipped it back and forth a couple of times. Subsequently, that's what gives them the extra life to win, find the uh, last key, which is in the game adventure. Um, and to to go and see uh, James Morrow, and I guess it was his younger self, right, in the in the movie, and talk to him and all that stuff. Um, 
so he he definitely went full skynet didn't he where he like uploaded his fucking his fucking soul or whatever you want to say into the game because he tells him like you know what happened to the real james halliday he's dead well what are you his avatar he's like i'm something else or some shit like that like i'm not wrong in translating it that way right that's implied yeah he's like what are yeah are you really dead yes um that's actually my favorite favorite scene in the whole movie actually like not the action not anything else it's when him and Halliday are talking it's just sad to me you know like this old man he, he has you know some kind of disorder um and he doesn't know how to connect to people but he's talking to Wade and he's like hey thanks for playing my game and he's like oh man this fucking bums me out every time it hits I see he it, doesn't it it. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean he was played so fantastically as well the actor who played um Moro was just like spot on because I you know it's weird is I kind of got a little Dana Carvey from Wayne's World in that character uh and just to see him when like he gets his little wry smiles instead like what if we go backwards and we hit the pedal to the metal I was like he is one of those guys who has all the money in the world but you can't have the happiness loses the girl has the money and dies like sad you know like she wanted to go dancing so we went to the movies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> went to the movies i like Sorrento um, too when he's making coffee for for them and he's telling them like hey you can charge like a tier subscription he's like thanks for the coffee <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah oh shit all the money baby but this movie is just it's fucking perfect it's, it's great it's fun it has all the callbacks to all our nerdiness like we've been saying um a couple of things that i have here is when wade finally gets granted like ownership of the wastes he decides to share with the high five i've really fucking laughed when he says yeah we made a few changes it's closed on tuesdays and thursdays and they're making on the couch it's you closed it on tuesdays and thursdays to pump that shit out dude (laughs) Dude, there's no way that would wreck the global economy if they shut that (laughs) down two days a week because that's all they do is everything online and he fucking shuts it off little prick just so you can his girlfriend. And that's <laughs> the one thing, like, pickle tickle. Like, people have schedules, you know? You can't always yeah. fucking play the days you want. It's just, yeah, that's some bullshit. I didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. what what do you think a sequel would look like? If you can't translate the book one for one, um, would you think that there'd be a worthy sequel they could put on the screen? Something that kind of, I know you guys don't really like some of the takes that, like, Scream took, where it got, like, super beta, like, hey, people say that they ruined this. I would love to see the introduction in like Ready Player Two, where they call out like the overabundance of streamers now. Cause like for me, I feel like streamers have kind of ruined some games and like play and enjoyment. I would kind of like to see shit like that. But what would you guys like to see like in the sequel of if not anything taken from the book, but just in general? I don't know. Like uh you know, it's it's tough. Like, where do you go from here, right? It's like I really don't know. Like, I, I know kind of what the story of the sequel is. I don't know if that's really the story I want to watch. I just want to see more Oasis shit, to be honest with you. I Like, I'd watch a movie just about them fucking around the Oasis. I want to go see Minecraft World. I want to go see, you know, the casinos. I want to see what a strip club is like in there. I want to see... Uh, strip club. <laughs> you know, how, how you buy stuff. And it's just, I'm so curious about that world that, honestly, just give me that and I'd be fine. I have, hey, um, if you... Go ahead. Real quick, if you were to buy that suit that Wade had, are you doing a um, God of War original time event of boning, or are you doing Grand Theft Auto hot coffee mod? I'm doing all of it, man. Do whatever I can do. Um, actually, I have my, my note before I answer the question was when Wade gets his haptic suit, I think we've all been there. 
the raw excitement for having a new game Oh, whatever yeah. controller right. attachment and he's like oh yeah it's like it's we all felt thing. that shit yeah. <laughs> or even like a new console right when that comes around and you see it like the graphic upgrades and the new the feel the new remote and everything it's just yeah it's great yeah like i think when i got like my series x and I'd, like run to the door get it oh Leave my me God. Alone, i'm gonna be in the basement and i fucking like put everything together but um yeah, I See, felt like that I, with the quest too. Like, oh, oh God, I was yes. like so excited when I got my quest, and I could. It's that the the quest opening, like, I don't know what it is, but um, what's it? What do they call it? It's like a tour or something, Steve. Right when you open it. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, it, like, but it's like a game that teaches you the basics of VR, and that's so fun. It is so unbelievably fun, mm-hmm. and that like whole world when you put it like just like Wade does when you put it on and you're in the fucking oasis. It's awesome. But sequel ideas, like I honestly don't know where you'd go with this. I'd be fresh. The book sequel is to spoil it. Um, James Halliday's Anorak, his avatar, has has become sentient and it wants to control the world, and it's kind of lame. Um, and then Parsifal, he turns into like a little dickhead where he like is someone talks trash, kind of like what's happening right now in the world with like Musk and stuff. Um, since he controls the Oasis, if someone talks trash about Parsifal, he literally goes over there and he's invincible and he just kills him or he like uh, zeroes him out and stuff like that. And it's like really lame because you go from loving this character to f- he's a little cunt walking around, you know. Um, so I would, I would and Sorrento's in it again and he's like a throwaway character and it's like. I I think we just leave it alone, honestly. Or maybe do like someone else, someone else's story, and not Parcival's. But I think we leave it alone. That'd be that'd be hard to take Parcival out though. Him being the owner, I mean, you know, power corrupting and making you changing you, like yeah. But I hate that, seeing that, that would kind of work. I, yeah, I know. I, would, I hate seeing someone you love turn into a dickhead. You know. Uh that's true. But I, I mean, if they made a sequel, I'd watch it just for the pop culture references, uh, because I would imagine they only up their game. Um, and, and bring in more things that that we love. So um, I'm down. Um, like I said, this this movie is great. It has everything. It's fun. Um, I'm I'm really curious about the book now because for it to be so different, like I want to see this different mean that the book is better because you obviously love it, Todd and Steve. I think you enjoyed it as well. Um, so I mean, for me, all I know is this movie. So now I'm curious as what what all the book has as far as references go. But well, um, it, let's it re- definitely talks about Star Wars in the book. So. Oh, do but, they? See, yeah, I want more Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. You can't go wrong with more Star Wars ever. Um, but ratings, uh, for me, I absolutely adored everything about this movie. I just it, it becomes a little overwhelming when you're trying to notice everything, and you can't pause the movie because then you'd be there for five hours at least. Uh, because it's a pretty lengthy movie, but I enjoyed everything about it. Um, I gave it a four and a half out of five for me. I'm there, I'm right there with you. Four and a half out of five. I do have issues with it, like we talked about it talked about some of the line delivery is super fucking cheesy um like when artemis screams "Ah," at the camera when she's fighting (laughs) um when parzival he goes are you ready to fight i hate his delivery on the word fight i don't know it's a pet peeve but four and a half out of five it's so fucking good and like steve said it's it's where we want it's where every gamer dreams of going some days being in the game seamlessly yeah, and I'm right there with you guys for four point five out of five. Unicorn. Uh, I I just I really love the the movie. You know, there's so many cool things about it. Like Todd said, there are some things that kind of you can nitpick and be like, God damn, that doesn't work. Like people never reversing in the in the car race. And how about the fact that people play 
fucking VR in the middle of the street and they're like running yeah. around yeah, within, walking. In, in traffic and in the middle of the city. Like that makes no fucking sense. Like everyone should be home playing that shit. Like it just, it's weird. Like it's such a weird thing. And how, how do people walk if they don't have the, you know, like the running thing that uh, Parcel has, like his That's uncle, true. I don't think has one. Is it just yeah. like with controls, like kind of, you know, the VR yeah. is with the joystick or. Which, which he explains in the book, but then again, you have to read the book to know that, right. which yeah, is not right. fair. Yeah. yeah, but still, but I, imagine, I I really enjoy it. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Steve. I'm sorry. No, um, we know it sucked though. Like as much as we want this VR, it would be fucking hard as fuck to run on that omni directional pad. Oh, we'd be fucking shaped. Especially after for us like three. Six, like, oh fuck! <laughs> I can't get the fuck. I can't get the fuck. <laughs> how 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 much do you think it would hurt if you take a shot to the fucking chest from or the nuts from Sorrento? Yeah, got kicked in the nuts. <laughs> He even got out of the chair all funny and shit. Like you, that's gotta you, hurt, right? Have you guys ever done uh like um a VR experience where you had a like a suit that no you, know, you felt the impact? I was gonna bring up, did you guys ever have the one on Nintendo that came out? It was a like a bulletproof vest thing and it vibrated. Did you ever touch I, that? I, I never had it. No, I've, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I've seen videos. My friend it. had it when it sucked fucking asshole. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> it's still like it didn't hurt at all. It's just like me. Yeah, so I, I did do one of those where you have like a full like chest armor and you feel like the bullet wounds and stuff like that. I did a Star Wars one at Disney Springs in Florida. Oh, yeah. It gave you like a, like it didn't hurt, you know, but you didn't want it to happen again kind of type of thing. You know, it's just like a, like a jolt, I guess, specifically in the area. So, um, but I think it was more the oh shit I got hit than actual pain, you know. It's nice. just, uh, so I think cool. that's probably what it was like. It, it was a really cool. Uh, that was like VR before you know I had like VR, yeah. so I was super excited by it. So so does your wiener go in a sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> you, would have, you would imagine it does, right? right? Oh, I have to. Keep so what's that. it? What happens for a female then? Uh, it's insertion. Like, <laughs> you put it. You put it inside. Nice. <laughs> There's an adapter. All right, you guys are the VR guys, right? So <laughs> a- answer me this question. Have you guys ever VR'd on the shitter? No. No. What? No. I would be like one of you're, the first things I did. You're very vulnerable when you're in a VR headset. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I have done what little, what, which men do in the privacy of their own areas in VR. Nude? And it's amazing. Yes, fully nude. You it's VR'd amazing. fully nude? Yes, I fucking you haven't, Steve. Fucking no, it, yeah, it's, it's, in my, it's in my living room. So. Oh, fucking, oh, okay. Well, I the <laughs> there's only seat. two of you. Well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> it's very <laughs> awkward when we're playing mini golf, and all of a sudden I see Todd's avatar going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the, I'm in the corner, hunched over. I'm getting my ball. I'm getting my ball. Right. It's just like, hands <laughs> and, and a face. Right. There's nothing else. I was like, Shit. Okay. My last question. My last real on, quick I'm not, question I'm not is. Wow! Well, fuck! Come I'm on! I had a question with Steve. No. The, okay. the VR VR adult entertainment is very cool. I'll leave it at that. Steve, <laughs> you back me up. Back me up, Steve. I'll try it. I'll see. You haven't fucking tried no, it yet. This whole time. <laughs> this whole time. Are you getting? Are you getting a POV view or what? You yeah. They they produce that with VR headsets in mind. So you're in the POV of whatever actor. You so you're follow. always so you're always on your hands and knees or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking back over my shoulder, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, you know it, too, dude. Oh, and I am fucking. When your wife moves to fucking uh, where you're at now, I am gonna request her to just 
just randomly hey go take a picture of him see what he's doing <laughs> just sitting there like the old lady video where she's giving head on the fucking vr you ever see that video what <laughs> you haven't seen that video oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. the old grandma yeah, lady so who's totally ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh steve real quick did you nerd out uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much did you nerd out when they showed Minecraft in the beginning of this movie? Oh, ten for sure. I was so excited. I'm like, I want to go to that world. He just flies by. Uh, it. I'm like, come on. But that was actually when I uh, got my PSVR and they finally put Minecraft on there. I was so fucking excited to go into Minecraft cool? VR. Eh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, the PSVR wasn't very good either. Like, you know, it's dated, right? It just didn't look great. Can, yeah, can you please show too, us one of your just, worlds yeah. that you build? I want to see one of your fucking worlds. I want to see like this extravagant dick fucking world. <laughs> I want to see dick world. It, it chronicles his life events. I bet. Like, <laughs> here's uh me running my porn store back in uh 1994. <laughs> did, did I send you pictures of like my bowling alley and like my restaurant? I don't remember. My, I did for you. I think it was for your. It was one of you two for your kids wanted to see it. I think. Oh, oh no, it wasn't. It was, it was one of do my you, other friends. Do you hang actually. out in your world, Steve, and just like go to your? your stuff not, not anymore i used to i used to just like well I, I used to always like work on it right just i'd uh-huh. build a gas station and then i'd build like a car wash and then a mall and then you know it's just he's like, the artemis of it i used like to do that in Minecraft. halo forge i used to do that a lot of halo forge yeah now, now you're killing poor fucking priest in age of empires too and shit oh, i'm setting <laughs> up to fucking die i'm like hey go convert <laughs> that soldier <laughs> oh shit well what who's got the next movie pick i do and, oh uh, shit here we go so, so uh it's gonna be next episode because fucking play tale a play tale is too goddamn long it's gonna take forever to finish so we're gonna i'm gonna need at least one more episode of a movie uh this one's a long time or coming just not finish it no i have to oh, I'm, hint I'm, you don't have to i'm a completionist i, I want to <laughs> finish it so yeah so this one's a long time coming you know it's something we fucking i think reference at least once every episode ooh, so ooh, let, let's finish the winter off in with a bang and it's time to go back to the age of the dinosaurs no oh hell yeah <gasps> it's time for the ice age batman oh, and robin shit. featuring our boy arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze oh my god uh, I, I just you know it's not a great movie obviously but it is such a guilty pleasure of mine and i it's one of my favorite characters his he does was it 26 ice puns in the course of the movie or whatever the trivia was i can't wait to talk about it talk about what our favorite puns are and there are so fucking many it's going to be awesome oh my god you also got poison ivy you got bane you got the back the, the nipples this. you got the back credit card uh, oh really my god that really the cr- it yeah, bad <laughs> girl. Uh, there's so much in this movie. Fucking races on motorcycles, and it's just don't it's a wild like, fucking film. Don't so. they surf in the air? Uh, yeah, they do because <laughs> when uh Mr. Freeze like they go to space or they go up to space, and then Mr. Freeze comes out, and then they use like pieces of the spaceship to <laughs> surf Jeez. down the buildings. <laughs> what a movie, man! I can't wait to talk about it. It's yeah, oh, it's, it's gonna be a fun episode. Everybody on who listens knows how much we love Arnold. This is just gonna fucking. It's gonna be one of them high rating episodes. <laughs> I want Steve to like dress up as him for Halloween. Blue yeah, face okay. and everything. Yeah, it's a. He's done blue face costume. well in the past, <laughs> right. so I know he can pull it off. I have um, done blue face. Todd, when you catch up to the Mandalorian, there's a very good Batman reference in uh, one of the battles that they have. I think you'll uh, enjoy it once you see it. I'll let you know in like a year. 
<laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, that's it, listeners. That's it for tonight. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this review. Enjoy the movie. Watch it again, even if you watched it a hundred times, because it gets better each watch. Um, but that's it for us. We'll uh, be leaving now. Bye. I think. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for playing my game. honest i have kind of a neck thing it's like a carpal tunnel deal but with your neck if that's even a thing so if you could just stand to, to your right my right your left there are only three things in this world i hate steampunk pirates and tabuli i mean why do they even have it that's what i like about you nolan you never lick you bite straight to the chocolatey center of the tootsie pop <laughs> remember that old commercial with the owl.